Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon, I'm the host of the Big Monday Show. My partner and co-host, the great Barry Spears, will be with us in just a second. We have, uh, we have some Breeders' Cup preview races this past weekend. I don't know how much impact the uh, American races are going to have on the actual Breeders' Cup, but mm, we'll talk about them. And we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff, including Keeneland opening up on Wednesday. No, not Wednesday. Friday. We have steak action on Wednesday at Aqueduct. The postponed Sunday card is now run on Wednesday, which gives us the rare pair of uh, midweek graded steaks. The Pilgrim and the, uh, the Philly version of the Pilgrim. And uh, we'll talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, see you in a second. Hello, Mr. Spears. Hey, what's up, Mr. Simon? I have a... Not Mr. Simon, but the other Mr. Simon. The other Mr. Simon was highly upset today about the jockeying <laughs> that was going on at Indiana on the turf. Which I tell I, you what. I, of course, told uh, gave him a, I told you so. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Mr. Simon has the pulse of the the game in his grasp because he, he was the one that alerted us to the gate crew issues in Naira. And I mean, he, he really goes after the obscure parts of the game he pays attention to, which is I'm grateful for it because I don't. <laughs> he's, uh, he's on top of the issues. Yeah, he sure is. He's I got mean, his own issues that he's on top of. <laughs> yeah, winning. He's awesome. <laughs> he did say that, uh, I, don't know, I think he hit the pick four or pick five, at, maybe at a pick five at Finger Lakes today, and it paid like 45 bucks, but he said, before you make fun of me, I, it was a $4 <laughs> ticket. Okay. So the That's ROI was, was, was good on it, but yeah. Well, don't he, show him any of my tickets then. He... um. <laughs> He was not happy with the uh, some of the rides he received on the turf at Indiana. He said, I think the quote was, they have to have the worst jockey colony at any track that has turf. You, you warned him. You, you I, warned I said, me a well, long time ago. I, said, I, tried, I tried to pay attention to Indiana, but some of the rides were so baffling that I, I just... I just give up. <laughs> I can't. I can't put this track. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, no I mean, it was like, you know how Rosario, Joel Rosario, will give these baffling rides over the last year where he just gets like totally lost. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, what is he doing? They have like seven guys that ride there, just like that, like on a regular basis. <laughs> He must have uh, scored on Orlando Mojica. So that explains a lot of the, the he, turf he was, way stuff. He he was giving me a lot of you know if they had Orlando Mojica on the source, you know. As, as, as hey, he I don't blame him. I'm a fan. Eddie Delahousse. No, Orlando Mojica's fine, but it's just a it's a brutal it's a brutal colony. It just is. <laughs> but so that, I mean that explains why Turfway's crazy because those are a lot of the Turfway guys, no? Uh, I guess. I mean, 
I don't know who's gonna turn up at Turfway this this. Winter. It should be like a, a a who's who, shouldn't it? With those should purses, be. it should be. <laughs> purses are gonna be good, and the horses are gonna be, you know, not so good. But uh, yeah, you know, it's the Monday night or the Monday afternoon. Wagering. Well, I was at the harness track today. We had a we had an accident. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Pretty bad accident, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Leon Bailey got catapulted. Did not look good for Mister Bailey. I, I believe he is considering leaving training or leaving. Well, training and and driving. What. Maybe. Yeah, to maybe become a, a judge. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a mess today because then there was another driver or two that, that just didn't want to drive anymore. So there was it was just kind of a little bit chaos. And then the, the ambulance wouldn't you, work. So you should have another, stepped in. Another man. delay. Took all those drives. Be a catch driver for the day. Right? You could do that. No, I can't. I don't There's... think they have any bikes that would fit me. That would be the problem. You can still do it. But, uh, no, that was uh, <laughs> you know, just another Monday afternoon at the races. Yeah, you know, I used to always find that Mondays were always an interesting day at the track. Usually later on in the day, because back then, when I used to go on Monday, Turf Paradise would run. So, like, the later part of the day was a little wild. Um, But I remember Philly, when it was called Philly Park. (laughs) I mean, I remember Philly when it was called Keystone. I don't know why they keep changing the name of it. Yeah, I, I was shocked it was, when it, it was purchased a couple times. Parks. But most of the time, places, you know, by race, like they turn over, they don't change the name of them. Gulfstream Park has changed hands quite a few times over the last, well, our lifetimes. <laughs> but um, we didn't change that. But, uh, but anyways, it was... Uh, Odd weekend. <laughs> yeah, with all the cancellations yeah, and the rain. Cancellations and delays and <sighs> Breeders' Cup preps without Breeders' Cup horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, right? The one in uh, Kentucky where Brad Cox was like, yeah, we're probably not going to go. Yeah, well, that makes sense not to go. The horses are one. No, because it's not. That the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile is kind of like a bastardized race man it's it's like a race that really didn't need to be but they said well hey let's have one in a mile you know and if you're at a track that has one turn mile yeah it's kind of a bridge between the sprint and the 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 classic but when it's at a track that can't do a one turn mile I mean, it's just you get classic. It's, it's just a, like a, like a, like a, like a C team, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like a short classic. And 
it's not that there haven't been some good horses that run in it, but it just takes away from some of the other races. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anybody would really cry. There's no they, mild division. If they got rid of the mile, <laughs> the dirt mile. There's no, there's really no mild division. I mean, there's no, um, I mean, and there's some mile races out there that are obviously big races. The net mile, of course, being the the biggest one. The Pat Day mile is a three-year-old race. Cigar mile. You know, cigar mile, which is now you know, post-Breeders' Cup, but well, I guess it's always been post-Breeders' Cup, but, but there's no real... I mean, this is something that we've talked about ad, ad nauseum. There's nothing that tethers these things together. It's just, okay, we'll try this race. And okay. You know, the ACAC, which, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a Breeders' Cup win and you're in because of the time of the year that it's run and the, the section of the country it's running. And there's just not very many mile races anywhere. So, I mean, like Zozos, I mean, he has, he, he's tried two turns and he just isn't very good at it. I think he won a race as a three-year-old, but I mean, those, those three-year-old races just don't, you know, the, the fields just aren't what they, what they are as older horses. And these aren't even great older horses. They're, they're not good at all, but, but it makes sense not to run in a race that that's a two turn. It's a different race. I mean, it's it's literally a different race. And, <clears throat> I mean, that's uh, I mean, hell. If there's third man any speed to press him in in the race Saturday, he, stage trader probably runs him down. Right. Exactly. I mean, Cattle River, kind of. He was there, but he, he was, they weren't right. really going fast no, at all. He he was just attending the pace. He wasn't really pressing. But that's that that's again like one of the reasons why I think someone should start up a a cottage industry of, of rabbits. You can you can Man, just train kind of rabbits be an and excellent rabbit them out to owners for short term. Could you imagine that? Cottle River be do you an have, excellent rabbit. Do you do you have a closer? Yes. We have a rabbit for you. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why people don't do it. Like, everyone has this longing to have everything be you know, retro and, and back in the day. Well, well, let's try that. They used to do it back in the day. Head of a R. A lot, actually. A lot. Head of R. I remember. <laughs> um, uh, Loach. Remember Loach? Strike the Gold's rabbit. Yeah, it, it got poor Dick Lundy fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, the transaction, <laughs> the, the unfortunate incident of the two owners winding up sitting next to each other and comparing notes. <laughs> the, the 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 notes didn't match up. That's <laughs> 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 Um, no, I mean. It's it's like uh, yeah, I just don't know why people don't do it. It just makes sense. I would do it if I had horses like in the, that were dead closers, I, and I had money to go out and 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 get one. I would do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Why would that, you know? As a kid, I that's why I always thought 
entries were for. <laughs> yeah, back then, a lot of times, that's what they were for. I was like, well, you know, they, they got two. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the strange things, man. It's really one of the strange things because a lot of the big you know, the big owners have tons of horses. They want to kind of play the game like on cheat code. You know what I mean? They they want to have like every advantage. And that's something that they don't do that's totally legal. Totally and, in their control. And <laughs> there, there's, of course, there's always going to be people that are going to grouse about it. But people, there's people that grouse about it in the Powerball. So, I mean, there's always going to be people that are going to complain about something. But it's a completely legal tactic. The fact is that you're a horse, if, if you're a speed horse, you you know, what are you going to do? Run with them. Run, take back a little bit. Outrun them. I remember when Holy Bull won the uh, the Travers. They they remember Comanche Trail. Lucas tried to <laughs> grab it at him. And then Lucas's horse didn't fire at all. He actually, all he did was run the rabbit at Holy Bull, who put the rabbit away on the backside. And, and uh, just kind, of, kind of set it up for concern, but concern couldn't get by him. Right. Concern, a cause for concern. Concern was uh, Steinbrenner, right? Yeah. Concern, no, concern was Robert Meyerhoff, who, who uh, Dickie Small trained him. He, Meyerhoff oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, Broad Brush. Yeah. Broad Brush. Broad Brush was, you know, some, it's so funny. People forget how good that horse was. Oh, man, he was so good. And, um, I mean, every year I put up the, the video of him in the Pennsylvania Derby when he just absolutely blows the turn. I saw him run a few times in person as a kid. But, you know, people forget, too, that he, he was leading sire, I think, in 1994, maybe. And he was in the top 10, too, which which is pretty good for um, you know a horse who, who was not really considered. I think he was by Akak. Speaking yes, of, that makes sense. So, yeah, good horses, and him and, and and concerned, they both were were closers, dead closers. Man, racing was great. We didn't even know it back then. I know, right? <laughs> we didn't even know it. I know. I remember seeing like all that stuff reminds me. Of... <laughs> Going to Saratoga and seeing House Buster and Criminal Type and man, those are good, good horses. It was every day. It was yes. Somebody, somebody, somebody put up the um, the PPs. Who was it the other day? They put the, oh, oh God, spend, spend a buck. Yeah, they put the PPs up for spend a buck, and that summer as two year olds. It was a, a a Florida Stallion Series race. The purse was forty thousand bucks at Calder. Mm. <laughs> the winner was Smile, who wound up being you know sprint champion, right? British and Cup the, winner, the, no? The runner up, yeah, and the runner up was uh, was Spend a Buck. <laughs> said, man, <laughs> I used to cry about running into uh, Harlan's Holiday in a <laughs> in a. Uh, Ohio bred race, they ran into two of them. What's that other horse? Um, Precisionist didn't didn't that one run in 
two different Breeders' Cup races. Yeah, he ran in the Classic. I think he ran in the, the Classic. In the Sprint. He won the times. Sprint, right? And he, and he won the Sprint, yeah. He was a really good horse, too. Ross Fernstermaker. Oh, someone else trained him, too. He ran a bunch of times. I bet you he ran 40 times. But he used to run them all over the... Uh, Fred Hooper, I'm pretty sure, owned. Owner, yeah, and Hooper. He he ran all over the place, all kinds of different races. He was a really good horse, too. I mean, tough game. It's like, uh, what's... Uh, he won the breed. I think he won the Breeders' Cup Sprint the year uh, it was at Aqueduct. Yes, the second year, yep. yeah. And then the year after that, I think, uh, was in the Classic. <laughs> Which or maybe... The, I think the year before years that years was in the that. classic. I think he was in the classic the first, um, the first one. I think he was in the first one against Wild again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you look at those old puppies, but uh, you know, I, I, I got the. I don't remember how I, I looked it up or I even found it, but. Everybody remembers the race that Ferdinand and Broadbrush ran in the Sanity to Handicap. Mm-hmm. And I want to say 1988. But, um, you know, it was a great race when they just got up and Cordero started waving his whip right after they hit the wire. And it was really, really tight. Um, <laughs> and I remember he told me later, years obviously years later that he, he looked over at Shoemaker who was looking at him like he was crazy <laughs> and he thought oh man <laughs> I better have won <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know Broadbrush had run in a couple of the races prior to that which I had forgotten about in that Stroob series he had been in California all winter uh, and, and had gotten beat a couple times and I had forgot all about that. I, I was, if you had asked me before looking it up, I, I would have said that, yeah, he, he just shipped out for that race, the Santa Anita Handicap, which at the time was a, a far bigger race than it is now. But, um, but no, he was out there for the whole, for the whole, uh, the Strube series, which of course has gotten, you know, ruined by the races and, and the Dubai race really kind of was the, down. Yeah. the Dubai race, the the World Cup, which is now over twenty years old, um, really kind of put the damper on the Sanita handicap because I mean the money was just so much better. And um I mean there used to be a series of races for four year olds at Santa Anita. And in the winter time, with you know, culmination was of course the the um, sanity handicap. Though that was for three, you know, for four and up. Might have even been three and up, but I don't think so. But uh, but either way, there was you know races for the spectacular bid ran through those races. Uh, of course, that's when the Malibu was was a a race for four year olds only, um, and it was yeah. When did that change? After the first of the year, I don't really remember to be honest with you. Like it's got to be 
in the 90s or, or around there. Hmm. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the whole landscape changed, obviously, and then, you know, with the addition of the the Pegasus and the uh, now the Saudi. Saudi. Route. I mean, it's just too much. I mean, I get it. You know, if you have a really good horse, well, hell, you don't even have to be a really good horse. If you have a good horse that can get the distance, I mean, you're you're running for twenty million dollars. You're running for what's the other race? Twelve million dollars. That's that's even for rich people. That's a lot of money. So. It's a big ticket. It's hard, you know. The, the the U.S. races can't really compete. I mean, the Don until it morphed into the Pegasus, um, and that's not gonna. There's not gonna be a Pegasus forever. That, that that'll go away because at some point, you know, this is a whole the whole whole lot of discussion. But you know, they they lose money in that day because how many they, how many they, they have there been? Seven? I think Six? there's been like seven or eight. Eight. Two thousand was it? Two thousand seventeen, I think, was the first year. Okay. So, but that's not going to be forever. It just isn't. <clears throat> you know, the economics just don't make sense. I was going to say, if they're losing money, no, it's a party. Not. You know, <laughs> the person who owns the facility likes parties more than she likes horses. So, as long as that they can, you know craft a party around it though but but even now it, it's been you know it's been marginalized a little bit by those other races because nobody's running all three nope unless that guy what's his name and then everybody retires before <laughs> the pen- <laughs> unless it's that guy norman cash gets a horse like that <laughs> <laughs> just run them every week. He claims one for fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna run in the uh, Pegasus Saudi Dubai triple. Um, John Henry would have done it, <laughs> <laughs> and running the turf races the same day. Yeah, no kidding, right? But I mean, it's just different. It's not. It's hurt the U.S. races, but I mean, what are you gonna do? It's it's a big money. And, International racing is is bigger than it was, chiefly because we can watch the races. Um, I mean that's one of the things that's changed so much in this business over the last twenty twenty five years. Just the ability to see a lot of of races where before you just couldn't ever see them. You'd see replays of them, but not you know watching them live just wasn't happening. It just just changed everything. I mean, it's changed everything. I think that we could bet. Um, I remember the first time they did um, the Meadowlands was the first track to take Hong Kong in this country. Yeah, I remember that. It was a big deal. And they had this this kind of, um, you know, they did a little marketing for it. But, you know, again, it was it started like one o'clock in the morning. But there's a lot of. Chinese people that live in, in the New York metropolitan area. Um, and they were like completely under, oh, you know, their expectations were, were completely overwhelmed. I think they had printed like 
thousand programs or something like that, or five hundred programs, and they had like ten thousand people show up. <laughs> but uh, I mean, now you can bet it on your phone. It's crazy. I mean, the other day I was watching races from Japan in the middle of the night. Oh, I, Hong Kong I, was I, on. I do that often. And then the know. next morning, you turn the race. You know, the races from France and from England, and it's like Sweden. The the trots. We we couldn't get these races. We'd wait a week to get the replay of, and just the big race we would get in. And sometimes we wouldn't even get the whole race. You just get the stretch. Get going. the stretch, yeah. But you know, it just just changed everything so much. But you know, the 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 fall landscape has really it's it's kind of you know depressing, um, because it just. You know that the whole training up theory has just destroyed the fall, and then mm. nobody runs. And then the ones that do run, and listen, man, I'm not going to complain about 10, 11 horse races and stake races. That's fine. That's great. It makes you know for for wagering purposes, it certainly is um, better cool. than, yeah, than you better. know the usual fare, and it's good to see. Uh, you know, second-rate kind of horses get a chance to shine, and then. But we have to remember that these should not be Grade One races anymore. I mean, none of the races in California for older horses this year should be Grade Ones, outside of the Breeders' Cup race. I mean, they're just yeah, not they're all five-horse fields, <laughs> and they're bad horses. They're slow. I mean, the, the field, the field, and and the race, the awesome again was just not a great field. That it wasn't wasn't even a good field. Just wasn't half the half half of them eased. Yeah, I mean half the field didn't even make it. Um, you know the the winner was kind of gifted the race. Mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone decided. Oh, we're just going to let him go to the lead. <laughs> and he set reasonable fractions. It wasn't like he went slow, slow. But I mean, he just never. You know, he was. He's cruising it on him. He had his own way, yeah. Senior Buscador actually ran pretty good to to run third. If there was a you know a reasonable pace in front of him, at least some pressure put on the horses in front of him. And there's nothing wrong with Slow And he's a nice enough horse, but he's not like a good horse. He's just a horse. No, he's he's all right. I mean, defunded is. I said it the other day, man. Baffert's done a really good job with that horse because. He's won, he's managed to win four stake greatest stakes that horse, and he's not any good. Two, two grade ones, and he's no, he's really not any good. I mean, for for like a top horse, you know, grade one caliber type horse. I mean, Flightline would beat him by thirty lengths based on <laughs> on, on numbers and figures. He would literally beat him by twenty five lengths. That that's not me, like you know that that's that's what. The no, runner. that's that's what the it, horse doesn't you know. run very. He's just not very fast, <laughs> and it just goes to show you because he's been beating those horses regularly out there, and they're just not any good either. They're just not any good. I mean, that's that's no offense to them, but I mean, let's face it: if 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 life is good, had been racing this year, people would be wanting to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'd be whooping on everybody. Exactly. I mean, think about that. He just was, you know, one year too early. 
We don't not even have to. We we don't even have to go to flight line. Right. <laughs> this idea put out that oh, if flight line was racing this year, uh, if flight line was racing this year, he'd be it'd be even more uninteresting yeah. than it exactly. was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he made a run in Saratoga. Yeah, it'd have been great in the Whitney. Uh, they had to scrape to get six, and none of them are or seven, and none of them really even want to go mile on the east. How many think the how many th- horses do you think it'd have been in against flight line in that in that field? Two. Yeah. Maybe. You know who definitely wouldn't have been in there. There's no way Cody's wish Cody's wish wouldn't have went. There's right. no chance that he goes in there. There's no chance the winner would would have been in there. White nope. Barrio, yeah, they would have, they would have they would have ducked, of course, yeah. and they would have been right to duck. I mean, what he's going to run with them? <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> so yeah. that was, you saw well that worked. I mean, that's that's the the one of the the false narratives that the, the false false narratives that you know, flight line. Uh, he would have brought some excitement to this year. No, he would have destroyed everyone in the couple races that he actually showed up in, and you know. Think of how unappealing this Breeders' Cup Classic would be if he was racing. Right. We we can't we can't get the Saudi crowns of the world to even take chances against against nobodies. Like, so how, how what would you think? It'd be, it'd be like a three four horse race. Maybe, maybe a couple Japanese horses would come over, and I mean it's it's nuts. But I I thought. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I can analyze European form like some people will tell you that they can analyze European form. But I just know that those guys seem awful eager to come over here now. (laughs) (laughs) They used to be, oh, well, you know. Yeah, they used to be hesitant. Now it's like, yeah, we think we'll fit very well. Yeah, because I, I remember back in the day, it was always a mystery that, you know, whether so-and-so was going to come over. And then they'd kind of wait until the last minute and be like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to ship over. Yeah. The Algiers. I don't know what they're thinking. And if I was Applebee, I would, I would try to open up shop here. <laughs> Just with turf horses, though. Don't dabble with that other nonsense. No. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's, it's, uh, so today there was an announcement that Up to Your Mark is going to stud after this year. Surprise. Which, should, Are you surprised? Uh, am I surprised? I, I would say that would be a no. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like, what there was as a make now. I mean, as soon as he got good, he got he won a couple races, then he hits the skids because he gets hurt or something happened to him, and, and we never see him again. Uh, yeah, either that or he's going to make the Breeders' Cup and he's going to come over here and. He's gonna get trounced and uh, by some European horse, and next thing you know, be off the stud. But I don't know, whatever. It's just the same old, same old. You know, this is stud season. 
No, what's his name? Uh, Mange. Old, uh, what's his name? The horse that won the woodwork. That never oh. wins. D- Zandon. 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 Yeah, at least Zandon's got a got a got a got a, a, a win on his resume. It's been a long time. Man. It's been a long time. Bloodhorse came out like People Magazine with their headline like Chad Powell was so proud of him. <laughs> proud of him. He was three to five against the <laughs> <laughs> He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Film star was second. <laughs> <laughs> At like twenty to one too. Film star. <laughs> 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 oh man, I remember the Woodward, the the Holy Bull beat like every uh, who's who field. Holy Bull would have beaten Film Star with me riding him, <laughs> <laughs> and me on your shoulders. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> both of us. No, it, it was a less than stellar group. About Cody's wish. He, you know, he's got that stutter start now. My dad did point out that the gate crew. <laughs> See? He was, he was first on the gate crew issue. He's probably right. But um, he keeps notes. He does. No, time. I mean, you can get away with that against that field. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it isn't like he's a speed horse, and he needs to be up close either. So it just you know sometimes the the break, depending on where you draw, can be you get shuffled back a little further than you want to be. And Santa Anita is not exactly a track that you want to be having to make up too much ground in the stretch. You want to at least be be. Be making your move when you hit the top of the stretch. That's what happened to uh, Cody's wish here at um, at Tampa. Yeah, when he got beat, barely got beat. But um, it was just that start, just a little, little shuffle kind of deal. Godolphin has like seven thousand horses in training. If I was Godolphin, I'd be looking to enter a rabbit for Cody Swish in that race. Yeah. I'd want the pace to be swift. Yeah, hot. Yeah. I mean, he's already won the race. I get it. But he's going to stud after the season no matter what. They're standing him themselves. So it, it isn't like they need to build his resume or any of that. But. I mean, you know, let him go out. Win it to win it, win it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think the race will oversubscribe. Probably not. But I mean, really, who who's going to end up there? I don't know. Uh, it's it's like I said. There's no division. <laughs> there's no mind. right. That's what I mean. I mean, it, it's really like at this point a one horse division, and then yeah. whoever kind of. Is driving by and says, "Hey, we'll, we'll try this." Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, it's it's. If you had a decent horse, I mean, I don't know that I would spend the money to fly all the way out across country to, and put up the Breeders' Cup entry fees and stuff. But I mean, if I was in California and I had a horse who was decent and good form and doing well, 
maybe take a shot because, I mean, Cody's wish. I mean, the race in the Whitney, I don't think Alvarado rode him great, but he really kind of was dull and, and he just never really had any kick, you know? Yeah. No, there was no punch at all. Like, And he ran good the other day, but he wasn't yesterday, but it wasn't like spectacular good. It wasn't like the Met Mile where he just was like, you know, he could seem like he could have won by as much as he wanted to. I mean, you had to work to get by a, a, a creditive who's not a bad horse, but um, I think he's going to go in the new race, the 49er, which used to be the race that they moved to Saratoga, but they changed the name. They moved to <laughs> But uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know who's going to go. I don't know, you just think it's been a, a, a long campaign? I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been a tough campaign. No, I mean. He's only run one, two, three, four times. I mean, horses just, it's, it's not like they stay good forever. Because I, I think I recall him kind of doing this last year a little bit kind of getting dull a little bit. Well, it's, it's it's hard to say. Mm. I guess a lot for, in the Philly Mare Sprint depends on what Echo Zulu does. <laughs> I, I hope they run her in the, the main race. I, I mean, the owners and, and their managers, of course, have a lot of say in these things. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> if I'm Asmussen, I sure don't want to run to <clears throat> society against each other. Because of, of all the fillies that are out there, all, all the horses that are out there that might be as fast as her early, society might be one of them. And... I mean, there's a good chance that those two would be. I mean, what are you gonna do? Take one of them back? So it's a tough call, you know. I, I just don't see why they just wouldn't run both of the, their horses, the Winchell horses, and the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Right, and the regular, the, the main. If that Japanese horse comes over, uh, Jasper Crone, mm-hmm. he's going to the lead, man. <laughs> he's going to the he, he ain't rating to the hoop yeah so I don't know if he's fast enough to get by but he's gonna try there's gonna be other speed in the race and if speed both beats <laughs> runs in the race well after you know I, I saw everyone complaining <laughs> because he, he wasn't on the lead though the other day they did go 44 to the half the horse hasn't run on, on the dirt well in a year and he hasn't run period in like seven months <laughs> I, mean, I thought he ran really good, but people still get mad at rides. I just don't know what he was supposed to do. Was what was he supposed to do? Supposed to go forty three and four? Go fast? Clear? Like I, I just right? I, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I thought he ran a really good race, and I mean, who's betting? Wow. Who's, who's betting him a two to one anyways? I don't know. I mean, he was twelve to one morning line, and yeah, if you, if you could get that, that morning line seemed ridiculous, but like, you know. But he's going to be in there. I, I mean, if I'm 
them. I, I want to win the. I want to win a Breeders' Cup race. Putting them in the same race gives you a much better chance of winning a Breeders' Cup race than than splitting them up. That's true. So, I mean, Gunite would would figure to get a good trip if if all this speed does materialize. He's going to sit third or fourth. And of course, you're gonna have to outkick elite power, but you know that might be the best race on the previous cup. It, day. it is three quarters. It is Santa Anita. It's a track that he's never run run on, and and you know you might be might you could find traffic. I mean, elite power comes from behind. He's a horse. Mm-hmm. Those horses always are in risk of of getting blocked or getting you know hung out five or six wide and. I mean, to me, Elite Power is the best sprinter, but, you know. He's not invincible. No, he's not invincible, exactly. Especially in California. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but to me, that that's what I would do. I would say, you know what? Let's, let's go for it. Let's try to win this race. We have two. We have two really good sprinters. Run him in the sprint. I don't really have much to say about anybody else that ran this weekend. Though the, the I did I do think that Stewart screwed up the Oh the double DQ. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even understand what was going on. Uh, a, it took way too long. It did take a while. You, you can't have twenty-minute inquiries. You just can't. It wasn't. This doesn't involve eighteen horses. <laughs> and they didn't. And they just screwed it up, man. It's like. I mean, there's just so many different angles to look at this. And what they did was they wound up kind of making the call that was the worst of all. Sterling Silver was probably going to win anyways. Yep. That seems like it's it's a true thing. I, I don't know. Maybe Carmel Swirl would have you know, put in a big rally, but it sure I mean, and of course, we're. This is just conjecture, right? We don't. Mm. None of us really know. But my problem with it, I have no problem with the DQ. Um, I have no problem with the DQ of of Sterling Silver. The the headline kind of came out, drifted out a little bit, and it's tough to say. If 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 Sterling Silver doesn't come in and force Carmel Swirl, Swirl and what's the other horse's name? Beguine? Beguine? Beguine, yeah. I don't know that, that they wind up really, really behind the path of, of headline. But be it as it may, that's what happened. So even taking both of them down, all right. But you have to place Sterling Silver behind the four. 
You have to. If you don't, then you are not understanding what the rules are. And people are just not understanding. <laughs> the problem is that the rule constantly gets misinterpreted. And everybody says, well, cost your place and cost your place and cost your blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not the entire rule. Part of the rule says, and, and this is like in plain terms, if you cause, uh, if you impede several horses, several is, is a term that's plural. <laughs> Singular, it'd be one horse. More than one, which would be two, would, could be considered several, which is the, r- the rule. And, uh, you know, that's the word in the rule. You can be placed anywhere. You don't have to be placed. It, the, the placings don't matter if you if you cause that. That's part of the rule. That you do not have to does not have to cost a horse a placing. You can still be placed behind that horse. And that, that's that's sure, that that certainly should have happened, because you can't cut a horse off at that part of the race and then know what would have happened. If you hadn't cut the horse off, right? Nobody can know that. And if you could beat ten lengths, okay, I'm willing to say, you know what? If a horse gets beat seven or eight lengths, then uh, I'm I'm okay with saying, hey, this horse probably didn't get cost the placing. But when you get beat a length, I, I I I I've seen way too many races, way too many races. We all have. Oh yeah, where. Horses who looked home or looked a clear second in the last 50 yards get run down. You're a length ahead. You're not five lengths ahead. You're not eight lengths ahead. And this idea that stewards should be able to know what a placing would be based on how the horses race after they've been interfered with is is idiotic. (laughs) It's idiotic. It's idiotic. And we don't know who in the stand is saying what, right? We have no idea. But two of the blind mice figured out that that's what they wanted to do. And the four, who definitely get interfered with, doesn't get anything. And it's, it's, a, it's a graded race, man. It's a grade two race. It's a quarter million dollars. And the, the graded placing matters. Oh, yeah. If I were the the connections of the four, I would file a protest. I would file a protest. Because they they rightfully should have been placed third. Or second, you know. Excuse me. Yeah, they they got shafted on that one. Pretty bad. They did. They did. Carmel Swirl would have been placed the winner. Would have been a boo winner. Headline would still be would be second. Beguine would be third, and Sterling Silver would be fourth because so Sterling Silver interfered with unquestionably with two horses in the race, but they only put it behind one. And any any commentary beyond that is just wrong. You're just not right. You're wrong. You're misinterpreting the rule. And if the rule's interpreted like they're interpreting it, they're wrong. Because this seems like it's open to interpretation uh, of, of a more liberal view, not political. But to say a horse that, that got beat 
five and a half definitely got interfered with more than the horse who got beat four and a half. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just I just don't buy it. I really just don't buy it. If anything, the horse the four got interfered with more because Castellano was was trying to correct his horse by the time he, he interfered with Carmel Swirl. He actually interfered with her less than he, he interfered with the other horse. And I, and I'm not a listen. I, I I don't care what these guys say. <laughs> we are not going to the other rules. If we go to the other rules, it, it's like just just shut it down, man. <laughs> Seriously. No, Seriously. you've said this for a while. There's five percent of the population that bets on horses that will be able to accept. Horses can zigzag and cause chaos and, and have, have horses and all over the And not get taken down. And they're not going to take them down. Believe <laughs> me. As, as aggravating as the way that they, the mistakes that they make and, and the judgment they show that's poor, if you do that, the, the population of horse players that's, that's lived under these rules for a long time is going to lose their minds. <laughs> that's an understatement. Not to mention, if stewards have, have, have suspect judgment under one set of rules, they're going to have suspect judgment under a second set of rules, and they're never going to penalize the jockeys harsh enough. I mean, seriously, they might as well just let Irad ride with a baseball bat. <laughs> and Paco. And all these... If, you, if you're not going to have... If, if you're going to go to those category whatever rules... And you're just going to let horses do whatever they want. It's going to be chaos. Oh, man, it's going to get ugly. I mean, what indication have, has any steward stand given anybody that they're willing to penalize riders enough where it's going to be a deterrent? Oh, we're going to give them five days instead of three. <laughs> Remember, you're not taking a horse down now. It's it's going to be chaos, just chaos. I mean, I guess the thing everybody can agree on is that something needs to change. <laughs> Well, listen, man. the way it's going now is not working. I'm, I mean, there are two major areas that just are crying to be fixed with stewards, and it's not the rules. Mm-mm. It's the qualifications of the people, the lack of training. Oh, I guess it's three, and and the oversight of them. There's nobody calling those stewards in today. And saying, what are you doing? Why did you do this? And whatever they make their explanations, and you're, that, that's not how we want it done. That's not, that's not how we want it done. You can't say, oh, well, he interfered with this one and then this one, but we're going to put him behind this one, but we're not going to put him behind that one. Because after the horse got sawed off at the half, at the, the ace pole, uh, it wasn't able to re-rally enough that we could say, oh, no, that's not how we're going to do it. But there's no one to do it. Right there's there's no there's no oversight for these people. 
In all there these is... years, there's never been any sort of oversight on them? No, unless they were employed by someone who had a clue, which doesn't happen very often. You got to remember, too, that the people who work at the Racing Commission, how many of them really have any qualification to, how many of them know the rules? <laughs> or what they should be doing? That's the thing is, it isn't as though there's people above them that know what they should be doing. It's the, this, it's the reason why there should be, why that should have been nationalized. Of all the nonsense that they've come up with, Heiser. The the one thing that they could have done a lot of good with is just is just nationalizing the steward stand, training people having a set, single set of rules, and training everybody, and having oversight over all of them and explain this is what we want to do, you know in sports in real sports where they have like points of emphasis and you know oh, early yeah. in the season the NBA they call a lot of travels or they call a lot of three seconds or they call a lot of something. To get people to, you know, to, to get their point across so that everyone conforms to the rule. And it's easier to call, make calls in a, in, a, in a football game or a basketball game than it is in racing because obviously in racing, we're, we're, this is post-race and we're changing the actual results. But the point being that if everyone is on the same page and everyone who makes the mistakes are corrected, I just don't know how anyone thinks that, I mean, you got to know, and this, this is the one thing that I think people just don't get is that these people think they're right when they make bad calls. <laughs> right. Cause there's nobody to tell them they were wrong. Exactly. They think they're right. The race in Maryland was a two years ago where they took a guy down and did nothing. Because they wanted to teach him a lesson or something like that. That should get that that that's that's you know. It's unacceptable. But it, in this rate in this game it's acceptable. And people are betting a lot of money in these races. And there's a lot of uh, when you get to these greatest stake races, especially for the Phillies, the placings matter a lot. They matter a lot. And when the stewards screw it up and cost you a placing, it costs you more than the, the, the purse. That's for, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But anyways. <laughs> but I, I listen, I, I read the rule. <laughs> Under the rule that the, they throw at us all the time, they're only giving us part of the rule. There's a different part of the rule. It doesn't have to be like that. And in the end, it's 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 going to be interpretation anyways. Even if you you claim that they didn't, um, which I am claiming, that they didn't properly enforce the rule. Like if someone sued them, well, where would it go? <laughs> it's a good question. Exactly. It's a really good question. In the end, they're going to say, well, it's a judgment call. So the fact of the matter is they just need to have better judgment. Anyways. Anyways. 
Yeah, you know, they have a database of inquiries, you know. Showing replays and be like, hey, what are you doing in this situation? Well, I, I don't even think you need to do I think you need to actually... They're, they own, the situation that they actually just went through need to be corrected. Because the right. theoretical situations in the classroom experience, every, it's all theoretical. Everybody can say this or that, but you weren't there. You you don't know all the uh, details about what was going on. Mm. And it's easier to, to make calls when there's no pressure on you. I mean, when there's, there's nothing, um, when nothing else is, when, it, when it's just one thing, right? You don't, you don't have the actual um, circumstances, the weather, the, the, the day of the point, the time of the rain, all the things that matter, that, that go into it. Maybe they just matter a little tiny bit. But I think that's why you have to have specific instances and say, this is, this is what you should have done here. I know it's probably pie in the sky because, I mean, <laughs> who? Well, we, yeah, because who, you who know, I, to, I could just see the boss of this situation would actually know what they're doing. They would just well, that's the thing. It was like, well, suit that doesn't know anything or, or is, right. doesn't get it, <laughs> or they would doubt your expertise. And it was like, well, why are you right and we're wrong? And it's just, it's, it's this should have been like. Well, I can explain to the them bottom. why they're wrong and why why we would be right. I mean, it's just very simple yeah no i get it the but... standard can't be a length not after a horse has been just has been fouled has been taken up you can't say that that, that didn't cost a horse more than a... how can you say accurately how much a, a horse was who was uh taken up how how many lengths it actually cost them a length or two or three how do you tell who right. knows you, you don't know ali sheba got got uh uh, clipped heels in the in the, the stretch and, and got up and won the race. I mean, some horses can do it. Some horses can't do it. But a, the foul, it, it, the, the point is the foul is the foul. And, I mean, we haven't even really delved into this part. If you let the riders do this, have your Castellanos been riding for a long time. <laughs> He's a Hall of Fame rider. He's riding like the horse got in and he... Because he let the horse get in. Because this is how they ride. Race riding is the biggest crock of shit that there is. It's <laughs> eliminated. It's the truth. It's the truth. People don't know what race riding is. Because didn't ride like this 25 years ago. No, they definitely rode a lot straighter. <laughs> The only thing that changed was the rail. It used to be that you you didn't try to take the rail in those races. People would just not let you. That would just not happen. But the way they race right now, it's just these are all things that that, that would be, you know, dealt with. <laughs> people want to talk about safety. What is less safe than that? For, for not only for the, the horses, but for the riders as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that can be fixed, and but it, it takes it takes effort. So, so you know, probably not going to happen. 
Well, anyways, I want to be happy because Keeneland's opening on set on Friday. Yeah. Cards out. Good card. Making Solid the trip? Card. Am I making the trip? No, I have to attend the uh, the mayor's wedding next weekend. Oh, that's right. So my my fall is trapped. I'm trapped. Rodney's coming. Big Rod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rodney will be arriving next Wednesday from Southern California with uh, a brownie Sunday in hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I really don't want to go to this wedding <laughs> uh, I have to go because I'm in it I was going to say man you got no choice bro oh we got to be there for pictures at 11 I was like why are you taking pictures of me I am not getting I don't even believe it. He's like, I don't even want to be in the No. Why can't I just come for the after party? Yeah. But like why why do they take pictures of of the rest of us? I don't understand that. Because everybody looks nice, sir. Who cares? (laughs) I look nice all the time. This is true. Nice relative. Today I had my bowl bowl shirt on. See, that's 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 excellent. It doesn't anybody get... can wear a suit, but how many people can get away with a bull bull shirt? I only know one person. And if you don't know who bull bull is, look him up, man. B o l b o l. But um, yeah, man, it's brutal. Weddings are brutal. Just get married somewhere else, man. This well, is all... it. Is it at least going to be nice weather? No, not going to be too hot, right? It's too hard to say. It's too far out. It's been really warm, so I I know that it'll probably not last, you know, because (laughs) how things go. But, but um, this weekend is supposed to rain up here, but next week, I mean, I I look and I see fifties. Ooh. It's not cool, man. No. No. That's when I just don't understand this whole wedding thing. Like, like, why do we have to do all this nonsense? See, you would have loved my wedding. I don't know about love. I don't do any love above weddings. It was maybe 25 people. We catered barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, it's like having a party. lasted all of two hours. Like, have the guy come. Okay, you do, you do. Okay, cool. Yep, that, right. we, that's what we did on the beach. Let's let's get something to eat. I mean, and that's what we did. We catered a barbecue, and the brisket, I mean, the pulled pork, all that stuff, man. It was I mean, good. no, listen. I mean, these are my best friends, and I'm, I'm like, I'm happy. No, I know, I know that they're they're getting married, and I never thought the mayor would ever get married. Matter of fact, I me never neither. The, I never thought the mayor would would date anyone for more than a month. But here we are. It's just this whole couple hours of uncomfortableness. Yeah, I don't. I don't Why like are we intentionally making ourselves uncomfortable? I don't like dressing. Who are we? Who are we trying to impress? Each other? 
I don't know. I don't know either. Dude, I went two years without wearing shoes. That <laughs> 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 uh, reminds me. I don't know where any of my shoes are. You know what? I'm just going to wear... I'm just going to wear Adidas. Just like the guys on TV do. Yeah. Why not? That works. Shoes hurt my feet. Or wear some Gucci slippers. Like, there's no men that really want to go through with all this bullshit, right? I mean, this is just a woman thing. No, that's not true. I, I met one today, actually. And I was I was stunned. He's like into it. Yeah, he was he was saying he's getting married uh, next May, and he couldn't wait. And whatever his fiance wanted, they're getting for the wedding. Well, I mean, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that point. Well, you know, you got to get. I mean, but that's that seems like whatever his fiance wants. Like he doesn't like. Oh no, he was all aboard. Like I guess they're getting some. Um, He's lying. He's just faking it. Some photographer that did presidential inaugurations. I don't. Man, it's crazy. I don't. I don't know. All I know is, I almost did not wear shoes to my wedding. Almost. Yeah, looking back, I wish I didn't even show up at my own wedding. <laughs> Although it rained for maybe two minutes. Yeah. And they said, that's good luck, apparently. So, yeah, they say that when a bird craps on you, too. So I think they'd lie. What about the itchy palm thing or the hand? Rosie Palm. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get married for. (laughs) Even though sometimes it doesn't work out that way. (laughs) Wow. Chuck Simon Fireside Chats. I just don't like the whole thing. I mean, getting married is fine, man. But most of them don't work out. Not these days. No. It's your fault. (laughs) It is Chuck's fault. Yeah, I hear you. I'm happy Keeneland's up, though. I'm going to hit that that stupid $3 turf pick three thing. You gotta hit it when it's gonna it's pay stupid. good, though. It's stupid. It always pays good. They have big no. And they have low was, it got a little, little lackluster towards the end of the meet. And it was paying like $100. I might have given up by that point. I mean, I'm not gonna hit it if it's three chalky. It was chalky. Yeah. It was chalky. 
But I do like the wager. I do like it too. I I do. I appreciate that. I see they're gonna have a a a, a Breeders' Cup prep pick six dollar a what a dollar bet three races from Keeneland and three races from Santa Anita. Santa Anita, right? yeah, Saturday. This Saturday? Yeah. Well, when else can I have it? It's a dollar? What other Breeder Cup preps are left after this? And it's a dollar? Dollar, yeah. 15% takeout, according to Keenan Jim, which is good. I mean, listen, if you're going to have a bet like that, have a 15% takeout. I mean, if you're going to try something, at least have a low takeout. Don't do the Santa Anita. Oh, we're going to have the turf pick three, too. But, oh, yeah, our takeout sucks. And it went away really quickly, didn't it? Well, these jackpot bets are finally, you know, kind of making their way out. Small victories. I don't know if anyone's going to be left at the end of it. I was talking to a trainer via text today, and... and... I'm trying to think how I can say this without. <laughs> they just don't. They they just read the headlines, man. I guess that that would be the better point I, I would make. And and especially guys have a lot of horses and, and more than one division, so you, you got two headaches to deal with, and having to talk to owners, and 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 now they have you know far too much time spent on paperwork nonsense for from Heisa, mm. but they just don't get it a lot of them and they don't understand it like they think handles going up it's like dude handles not going up handles going down they can take whatever they tell you it's not true <laughs> so, you know you can read the headlines on it i guess this is any topic but you can read the headlines and then not really get the full story remember the fewer tracks there are the handle some of that handle is going to migrate to other places but, but some of it's going to go away Right. So the other place it, that yeah. gets the handle that migrates to them, well, they're going to say, oh, yeah, look, we did better. They didn't really do much better. The other place just closed. They just got money that was getting bet on a different track that, you know, they're, they happen to just not exist anymore. Literally right? still be open. So, I mean, I mean, in California, they just basically lie about their handle. <laughs> it's lying. I mean, I don't know what how else to say it, but handle has been money bet on the, the track your track forever and now they're trying to change the you know the, the the determination to try to make it look better but a bet made at your track on a different circuit's track is not your dollar and handle it just isn't but it makes no sense to count that no it, do, it does in, in the terms of, of trying to make your you know things look better yeah, but who's it looking better for? Well, the people, obviously, that, that you have to explain. <laughs> I guess. I said, if Handle is doing so great, how come Santa Anita's running as $60,000 maiden races? And they hardly race. That's a good question. 
Exactly. Good question. So, so we'll have Keeneland this weekend. We have stakes on Wednesday at uh, at Aqueduct. The the Sunday stakes that got moved. Oh, the Sunday ones that were washed out. The um, the Pilgrim and the the other race. Which always makes for interesting racing on a on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh yeah. So last Wednesday, um, Japan. Of course, I always get confused if it's Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> but w- anyways, it was in the middle of the week. They ran a <laughs> um, a prep race and. The horse that won the Dubai World Cup dirt, the dirt race, he won it pretty easy. He's coming for the Classic. That's he's, dope. He's going to win the Classic. You think? If he comes over here, he's going to win. I mean, the records that those guys have shipping, I mean, they sent some Philly to the Ark that, that you know, it's just okay. She's never even won a grade one over there. She finished fourth, just got beat. If it was a little bit of a better trip, she'd have probably been second. She's not considered, like, the best horse over there. It's hmm. going to happen, man. They're going to start winning these races, and that's all there is to it. I mean, they already have. Yeah. I mean, look at the race. Look at the Santa Anita Derby. The, everybody kind of discounted the horse they sent over here and said he was the he was racing at the B string and a little better trip and he wins the race too. And yeah, they didn't run good in the Derby, but the Derby's a tough race, man. It's a tough race. Just all the way around, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you gotta get a lot of luck in that race. But um Yeah, it's seen. I think there's gonna seems like there's gonna be a lot of horses coming over from overseas. I mean, there's always. Well, they might win a lot of these races the this year. <laughs> they all we always get the European ones, but now we're we're gonna start getting the ones from the others, the ones coming east, not 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 shipping west. So probably where it win the sprints, and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, oh, there was a meeting. Frank Vespi had an article about the other day in Maryland. Oh, yeah, I read that. That that is a disaster. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. If they had like a stock market for horse racing stuff, I would be selling. Stonks down. I I would be selling. Stonks down. (laughs) Uh, I mean, at some point, I think the Racing Commission and the state are just going to have to take the tracks. 
I mean, I don't know how else they're gonna they're gonna fix it because the that's people, the only way, right? People that they're there, just they're just hopeless. They're hopeless. There's no chance. And, and the attitude that they came in with at a commission meeting, basically saying, well, "Yeah, we want to cut days in half, so we make purses higher." Yeah, you know what that also does for the people in Maryland? It attracts the Ted Browns and Todd Butchers of the world. Yep. So. Are you helping the Maryland people out? No, you're not going to help them out. You're going to you're going to bury them further. But that's you know. Oh yeah, now we're gonna t- let, let's talk to other, uh, you know, to other circuits about you know doing this. A, they've already tried that, and it's not a bad idea. But why would anyone want to work with them? Right, and you know, there's so many other problems. They've They've, you know, they're claiming they lose money on the Preakness, which is either saying, "Hey, we're completely incompetent." I was going to say that's or that's crazy, or it's a lie. It's it's very difficult to lose money on a race like that on a day like that. It's very difficult. I mean, you have a hundred million dollars bet on that day. <laughs> you have, uh, it, it's a. It's a huge day. It's a huge event in that in that area in that community. Because you overpriced things. Well, you got to look in the mirror. That's that that's them. Maryland traditionally a huge chunk of the racing calendar has been has been um propped up by the Preakness and the Preakness weekend and the business done that. So you're going to tell me you're losing money on that? Yeah. Um, That doesn't sound right. Yeah. Well, if you lose money, you wouldn't mind giving it up, would you? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So It's it's bad. And it sucks because I know a lot of people aren't, aren't paying attention that much to Maryland, but it's a traditional racing Stronghold, it, it had a great breeding program for a long time. I mean, Northern Dancers stood there. Um, and it's a year-round circuit. You know, you keep losing these things. You know, it's, 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 it's a mess. It's really a mess, but... Well, it ain't our mess. No, no one wants to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because if I was, if I was the state of Maryland or the Maryland State Commission or whoever, I'd take the jacks, man. Eminent domain, kick them out. Oh, they have the Preakness name. So what? I'll call it the Freakness. <laughs> Bring back Pegasus. <laughs> Fifty dollars. Get in the infield. <laughs> Bang. Solve your problem. <laughs> Running of the, uh, the, the, remember that? The, the, what did I call it? The, um, the parties, the porta potties. Yeah, running out of porta potties. <laughs> We're bringing it back. <laughs> I don't know, maybe call me crazy, but you could find musical groups that, would would want to work for almost nothing because they want the exposure, you know, up and coming ones, not ones you have to pay three, four million dollars to. 
Yeah. Yeah. Might want to start there. Yep. Yes, sir. Pegasus. <laughs> That's freaky, really, if you think. <laughs> it, was like, it was. I mean, we still talk about it. <laughs> That's like great marketing campaigns, right? Like the ones you still talk about years, years later. I mean, like you say, where's the beef? Yeah, or the noid. Yeah, everybody knows still. Avoid the noid. So, so I don't really have much else to say tonight. Yeah, it was really kind of quiet. Yeah, it's it's quiet. Where are you gonna watch the Breeders Cup? Where? Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Maybe I'll I'll go to Miami. Go to Gulfstream for the day. Yeah. I think the last time I did that, I would. The last time I was at the track for Breeders' Cup was 2009. And that was Zenyatta winning at Santa Anita on the Poly. Yeah. And I was at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. I think it's more fun when you go to the track. Not necessarily the track that the Breeders' Cup's at because A, it costs a million dollars, and B, <laughs> unless you have the good tickets, then you get cordoned off. Right. But, um, like, going to simulcasting, I mean, I, I remember going, it's just, uh, I don't know, just seems like it's it's a little more, f- I mean, staying at home, A, it's a long day. I mean, the first race is going off, and you're on the East Coast around noon. That's dope. That's perfect. The last race is about six or seven o'clock, so it's it's a long day. But true. But um, yeah. I mean, we used to have to go, you know. <laughs> but I was thinking about that the other day. You know about going to simulcast centers and. OTBs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, a different experience because I can remember when I was a kid, you know, you you used to see the place like packed when nobody's ever in there. And you see all the the wild betters that, you know, the the once a year types (laughs) show up and dump a whole lot of money on a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, you know, sometimes the 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 best entertainment is is watching the other watching the people. Yeah, 
what's going on, stories, things you hear, things you see. <laughs> yeah. True. Garbage cans on fire, stuff like that. <laughs> That's true, man. It is true. I made beef stew today. It was really good too. That sounds like cold weather food. I'm, 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 I'm schooling. I'm schooling. I tried something different today, and it worked out good. And I'm happy because of it. My mom liked it, so. so did you do in the in like a? It's not, it's not easy to find stuff that my mom will eat these days. Okay. So. Was that worked? Oh, what did you say? Did I find what? Did you do it like in a in a crock pot or something? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm all out of ideas for tomorrow, though. Well, it's a good thing that I'm married, <clears throat> because otherwise it would be. Taco Toast Bell. and cereal. <laughs> <laughs> the only two things I yeah. can make. Tuesday nights, Bucky's night. <laughs> yeah. I can order. I can read a menu. I can do that. And uh, I can make toast. And I can make cereal. Well, that's a well-rounded diet you can have. I can open a bag of chips. Do that quite often. I'm trying to eat less. It's not easy. Mm-mm. Not easy. But last winter killed me, man. So I'm prepping. Okay, that's all right. Man, food's expensive though. This is crazy. That's much... the other thing. People eat less because it's 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 ridiculous the inflation. Holy shit, some of the stuff is like crazy. And and like it's it's not like um like the good like the foods they're supposed to eat. <laughs> like a dollar forty nine for a pepper? I mean, are you serious? Like That's a lot. Right? And usually, like twenty cents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> remember <laughs> we used to eat, um, there's a really good ramen place around here. Um, it's it's new; it just opened up last winter. And uh, I go at least once a week, sometimes twice. What? Yeah, it's really good. But I remember when we used to live on ramen. <laughs> Like when we were in college, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get the hot water, and you know. Oh man, remember those things? They were like they were like ten for a dollar, and now they're like like seventy five, seventy nine cents each, and they're still a yeah. new thing out there. Yeah, I remember we get we get a case of them things. Oh yeah. <sighs> oh, that sodium it didn't Green. matter. We, we didn't care about the sodium because we <laughs> drank enough where it all out. And then it worked out 
I came home drunk one night in college, and I decided that we didn't have anything fancy like, you know, microwave. So I decided I was going to cook ramen. <laughs> it might have been the only thing we had. Um, and I was living with this guy, Terrell. Terrell was, was, was a cool dude for a Mormon. But uh, <laughs> he was not drunk. He did not drink. So Terrell. I went, I went, I, I put the, the pot on the stove to left uh, it, boil the water. <laughs> I sat down and I woke up <laughs> and the, the fire alarm was going off, the smoke alarm and there was smoke everywhere and Tara was cursing and well, you know, cursing without using curse words and the pot had melted to the thing, <laughs> to, the, to the oven top. <laughs> uh, boy, that was some apartment. We went to. We went to. Um, if you didn't Will. hear any of this, huh? You didn't hear any of this instantly. No. <laughs> I, I was out with a guy who had me drinking Johnny Walker Blue. Dang. I used to drink a lot more when I was in college than I do now. <laughs> I don't drink hardly at all. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was the night that someone told us about this place, the Havelina Cantina. We were supposed to go out and it's by the airport and oh, boy. where stewardesses hung out, supposedly. Well, we went there and there was no stewardesses. So um, so one day we, we go in there and, and the, the million dollar man's in there, Ted DiBiase. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. So we, we talked to him one time. So we figured we had to go back, right? So we go back like the next week thinking maybe it was just a bad week for stewardesses. Now, you remember, Tucson's airport is like it. It, it isn't like uh, O'Hare. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tiny. So, so anyways, the info we got was terrible. We never saw a single stewardess in that place. Um, <laughs> but the next time we went out there, you know, sitting there, Walter Payton. What? Yeah. So my friend who's from Chicago goes up to him and asks for his autograph. Walter got him give him off. <laughs> and then he was depressed. He's like, oh, God, I can't believe it. My hero's a douche. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, God, we had a lot of fun. But there was no stewardesses. Uh, I don't hey, know. Well, I guess, anymore. I mean... You see, uh, it all kind of blends in these days. Yeah, there was one place I remember. It was called the Green Dolphin, and they had this this thing on like Tuesday nights. It was like an off night, right? Monday nights, Tuesday night it was where every half hour, or every it was every half hour or half hour. The price they were they would um, they were selling beer in uh, basically plastic cups. And like ten ounces, and it would start at a penny, and then it would go to a nickel, and then it would go to a dime, then it would go to a oh, quarter. Man. Oh no! Yeah. So if you got there early enough, yeah. By the time you get it to a quarter, you're done. You'd you'd spend about a dollar ten, and you'd be like staggering out of there. But it would be jam packed. <laughs> 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 Everybody's cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't have any money. 
That's why I started. We started going to the Mexican OTB on the other side of the border. Nogales, where Bob Baffert was born. He was born on the American side, but there was an OTB in, in a in a hotel, right on the other side of the border, about three four blocks in. And then we got the the bright idea to to buy tequila, which turned out most of the time to be mezcal. Which oh is, boy! And uh, we would get them for like like a dollar a bottle, or two dollars a bottle. It wasn't much. And then we'd bring them across the border, and then uh, we'd bring them back to school, and we'd sell them to people. <laughs> we'd make ten. Smuggling. Yeah, we'd sell them for like ten dollars a bottle. You're smuggling. Yeah, the 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 rule back then was, and I remember this was you know quite a while ago, was that you could bring over as much as you could carry, <clears throat> but you couldn't use a device. And I was like, "What's a device? A box or a bag?" So however much you <laughs> carry in your hands. You could you could bring across the border legally, so we got pretty good at bringing those back. But you know, yeah, sounds like it. Well, then I mean, one the the one year, me and Bobby Newman, we we decided that we'd become bookmakers. <laughs> <laughs> we did pretty good. <laughs> we we even had a future book for the Derby. We we had some some. Some serious uh, exposure in that one year derby. <laughs> we got out of it. There was a lot of people from California. They used to. <laughs> I know you guys were always, sweating. They, they always took the California horses. And... Oh man, I know you guys were sweating. Oh man. Yeah, that was it. Was good times. <laughs> Good times. You made, we'd, you we'd made have, it. We'd have field trips to Turf Paradise. <laughs> Take a bus trip. That's that's the first place I ever saw. When it, they, we were at Turf Paradise one day, and it was raining so hard, and they they did the old switcheroo, and they took oh to the turf off the dirt. And they, they were running them on the turf. It's nothing like seeing twenty five hundred claimers that have never run on the turf before running on a, a soggy turf course. But oh man. I saw Cotton Fitzsimmons. He had his table in the clubhouse. Bob Weems used to be in the announcer there. The guy that used to do Mammoth. That was a circuit. Mammoth and Turf Paradise. Turf Paradise in the winter and Mammoth in the summer. Really? Yep. Huh. I used to always get aggravated with Finger Lakes. When they open up in the spring, <laughs> yeah, because the, you know all the horses were they run all the four furlong races. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, I had to wait a month before I bet them. But uh, Woodbine still kind of does that. I yeah, Finger Lake still runs when they, they do that too. They, they still do they, it. They run short races. Yeah, man, people have no idea. The younger, the younger generation has no idea how hard it, we had to to work to to find a place that we Dude, could make a bet on a race. So many hoops. <laughs> you had to, you had to work. Oh, there were so many angles too. <laughs> to the, uh, the the Capital District OTB on like Arlington Million Day, and and then trying to watch, yeah. they would show the. Um, 
the, the, the ABC coverage of it. And you'd be trying to see what the track odds were there because you had, you know, they had their own odds, the OTB. Right, and you didn't have a smartphone in your pocket. No, right. So so you're trying, (laughs) and and of course, you're trying to block it off. So you're trying to see what the price is at the track and compare that with the price of the, uh, you know, at the OTB, which was different. I mean, when we were in high school, it depended on like what a horse paid in the Kentucky Derby depending on where you made yeah. it. Yeah, where are you where you bet? Yep. Sometimes it was a, a big difference. Like if you were in the East Coast, I, I figured that out pretty quick. I said, "Listen, the, you know, we're in New York. We can't bet the New York horses. We got to bet the California horses because <laughs> the New York horses or get would get buried." And I'm sure it was the other way, you know, there, but. Like common pools, that was just for for a while. There was no such thing. Those those were crazy days. Isn't that how like the six six thing kind of? I don't know. I think those guys just got in the system and they said, "Hey, <laughs> nobody's buying at... the store. We could just change the tickets. <laughs> we don't even have to put them in till the last race." Yeah. Crazy, and then you know, twenty years later, I, I don't, I don't. Pat Cummings did that white paper, and he basically pointed out there's like six areas that still haven't been changed and haven't been fixed. But someone asked me a question today, and they said, you know, do you think the CAWs can bet after past posting? Past posting, and I said, yes. well, I mean, th- technically they shouldn't be able to, but but who 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 monitors it? Right. How would we ever know or not know? Right. Who who actually monitors it? Like they might say somebody does, but I mean I know. Sounds crazy, but it sounds crazy, but a lot of crazy stuff that that sounds crazy actually happens, so not when they drop more than half their odds. I mean we just you know, <laughs> out of the but, gate. Supposedly that they can, you know, there's timestamps on these things, but has anybody seen it? Has anybody actually verified it? Right, yeah, verified that the system was accurate. Right, I mean, because look at how they time races these days. If you had told me 25 years ago that we wouldn't be able to time race, we go backwards with that. Right, that's crazy. It's uh, it's it's crazy. Anyways, well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you made it this far, and sorry, it turned into conspiracy theory central, but uh... <laughs> no, we got a good uh, a good story of you and Mescal in. I remember one time I had like <laughs> ten bottles like in between my hand, you know, my fingers and and I had my and, and all we needed to get across the border back then was your license, your driver's license. And uh I had it I had my driver's license, my teeth and the, the customs agent he, the board, he was he was none he was not happy. I remember my friend was like, "Man, you can't piss some guys off because you know they'll they'll make you go and do the the cavity search." And I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, 
Okay, thank you for telling me. Now you tell me this now. Exactly. Uh, You're in that no man's land. I mean, there's ain't, you know, we can, there's much you can do about it. Yeah, nowadays, I don't even know. I, uh, the border is a a big disaster. So, (laughs) (laughs) understatement. It may not be as easy as it used to be. We had fun. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you guys. Everybody, go. There'll be two going in circles digest this week. Two. Doubling up. A lot of action. That's, that's what's up. So we'll uh, check those out and, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week.